Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. This is Needless Opinions, and it's another episode of the podcast of our opinions that you didn't need to know. It's your host, Marco, and with me today is Jovi, as usual. Hello. So, Jovi, what do you want to talk about today? Last episode, we talked about how we were stuck in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want to talk about today? Um. Well... A lot of you guys actually don't know, but Marco's a fob. Former fob. <laughs> but once a fob, always a fob. Uh, no, I, I've accustomed, okay? I'm okay. accustomed to the life here now. Okay, okay. So, basically, Canada versus Philippines. What's some main takeaways that you had from there? Like, genuinely, when you came to... how Like, how long ago... How has it been? Five going on six years since I moved here. This year, right? This, this year's year is going to be the sixth year. Ah, okay. And it, like, I met you, like, in... The year I got here. Like, in 2015. Yes, I met you in 2015? Yes, we met in 2015, but we didn't really hang out till, like, 2016. Oh, crap. Yeah. True. But, no, yes, I am a former fob. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you want to talk about the differences between living here and yeah, like back home or any other country. Yeah, basically. But specifically the Philippines, right? Yeah, yeah. So, one of the main differences I think is like probably the most important for any every young adult out there. As a student back home, you're, I mean, you can work, but it's very much frowned upon. Like, if you're a working student, you're considered one of the poor people of the country. So, but, like, in Philippines, I know there's, like, no such thing as, like, school buses and... No. You either walk to school, get a ride, or drive, Mm -hmm. get driven to school. Because it's basically, like, a full-time thing, right? Like, you're there at, like, what, 7 in the morning? Roughly around 7 in the morning to, like, 4, 5, I think. And sometimes transportation takes, like... 30 to an hour, right? It really depends on where you go to school and where you live. True. Uh, true. Unlike here in Canada where they typically would put you in a school where it's closer to where you live. Yeah, it's neighbor, neighborhood. Yeah, in the neighborhood type, like Mm -hmm. the closest school to your radius. Uh, For us, it's wherever your parents would want to put you. Oh, okay. So like, because I know there's like um, the difference between public and private, I think. Is it private or? It's private. Yeah, oh, public okay. and private schools. So public school is, yeah, it's a public school. It's public. It's r- public. Generally yeah. free, from what I know. Mm-hmm. I've never. I didn't go to school in public school. I went to private school. I went to like a Catholic school. Dang. I was holy as hell for like <laughs> majority of my life back home. But that's just how it is in a country that's dominated by Roman Catholics. Right. Right. Like. I, I know you told me some stories of that. Like, I uh, you you had, like, nuns around yeah, the school, Yeah, nuns right? around the school. They, they're the principal. They teach... Some of them teach classes. 
Oh man. Some schools even have priests running them. Like, okay, so I went to a Catholic school. Um, it wasn't a public school, I don't think. No, 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 I didn't go to a public school. Um, yeah, Catholic school, and it didn't have nuns anywhere at all. And we would go to church for like certain ceremonies, like Easter Sunday stuff, like that. The whole um, what's it called? What's it? What's it called in the Easter time? I don't know, Easter week. Um, the one where you you give up something. Lent. Lent. There we go. Oh my gosh, I'm so that's so bad. I don't even know that. <laughs> no, for us back home, um, uh, Catholic school back home, especially speci- specifically oh. mine, we would do a mass every first Friday of the month, Whew. and every class was named after a saint. Oh, one really big thing that was different here mm-hmm. was in high school over here, you go to your teacher's classroom. Like, you go to your teacher's classroom, right? Mm-hmm. Over here. Back home in high school, you have one class. That's your classmates for all of the year. Like, all your subjects and everything? Yeah, all your subjects. One classroom. One classroom. Okay. And the teachers come to you. Oh, so that's our elementary style here. Yes, but that's us, like, in all, all, of, all of it. From, except for college. Okay, so kindergarten no, to... No, college, you still have the same classmates. Uh-huh. But you go to the teacher's classrooms. Oh, okay, okay, I see. But like, from kindergarten to like grade twelve, is... we don't have grade twelve. Now we do. Now you do. But but when I was still going to school there, I no, we didn't have grade twelve. It was grades one to six, and then first year high school, second year high school, third year high school, mm-hmm. fourth year high school, and then you jump into college. Oh, okay. College, university, whatever you like to call it. Yeah, like I know that it went from like one to six, and then it was First like the fourth year high school. Seven to ten. Basically. So basically, basically seven to ten. Yeah, those last two years, you're in college already at that point. Yeah, grade eleven and twelve does not exist. Did not exist. <laughs> well, at we're the time. <laughs> well here in Canada, we're like two more years in high school and then college. Yeah, ours is like minus all that. It's mm. like two. Two years less than what you guys do here. Yeah, that's true. But it is a lot tougher to find a job after high school mm-hmm. if you don't want to go to college. Oh, in As Philippines? to here, you can find a job after. You can work you can while even you're work. in high school. Yeah, and there's always a choice. Like, high school isn't, like, full-time where it's, like... It's part-time, but you still have work and you have your own money to spend on whatever you want, right? Right, right. As to us, like, being back home, it's... You don't necessarily... I don't see anyone working. I on the only time I see people working are college students, mm. but that's because just to pay for your home everything. bills and everything, right? Yeah. Like sometimes the students, the one paying for some of the bills as well, just to help the family, right? Like support them. Well, it depends. Like some kids don't live in the city where mm-hmm. the college or university is at, so they have to find a boarding house where they're gonna live, eat mm-hmm. food like that. Oh, okay. Some kids are privileged enough to have, like, an allowance that their parents give them monthly and they sur- they survive off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- the lesser fortunate people, um, they actually have to do part-time jobs at, like, a McDonald's, a Jollibee, right. stuff, places like that. 
Anywhere that they would hire them. Yeah, anywhere that can give them a chance to pay for their bills for school. Because mm-hmm. they want a higher education, obviously. Yeah. Because when you went to Philippines, it's like bustling. Like, it's busy everywhere. Well, it depends on where you're at. Yeah. Obviously, Manila is like busy, busy. Because it's, it's the capital city of the y- whole country. Right, right. And that's where everybody goes. Everybody who wants to make something of themselves lives there. Mm-hmm. It's just... I mean, majority of celebrities, hello. Yeah, but Manila is <laughs> such a big place that there's like other cities within the city. Mm, true. Like those subs. City. Like S- city. Yeah. City? I said city. <laughs> city. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's literally completely different over here and back home. Mm. Mm. There's just so much like that's different. And you... When you first move here, it's really weird. Mm-hmm. But you get accustomed accustomed to it slowly. Yeah. Like, I never thought I'd be working before I graduated college. Mm, I see. It's it's It, it used to be low-key, kind of, like, easy to get hired somewhere. Like, fast food chains, you know, here in Canada. Like, it's just, it's, I don't know. As soon as you get that reference through your interview, and then all of a sudden, boom, at 15, 16, you're working. I know, I remember, because I moved here, I was 17, mm-hmm. turning 18 at the time. I've never had a job, mm-hmm. never. The closest thing to a job I had was, like, cleaning the dishes, I guess. <laughs> so, when I, when I found out that I could work mm-hmm. so I could buy my own stuff, I went looking for a job. Mm. I went looking, because, you know, like, living here... The one great part about living in Canada compared to the Philippines is as a kid, as a high school student, mm-hmm. you can start making money for yourself so you can either save up to help your parents pay for college mm-hmm. or save up to buy a car, save up to buy stuff, or just work just to have spending money. Mm, okay. I remember when I first had my job here, the first thing I bought, because being Asian, I bought my family a meal. Oh, you s- it's kind of... paycheck. Yeah, usually, I don't know if it's like a myth or something or like a... It's like, it's some, some bullshit like, if you share your first paycheck, you You're will gonna- make more money. Exactly. It's kind of like being selfless on your first paycheck yeah. anyways. And plus, it's kind of like, you're you're showing gratitude that you have a job. You, you're making money somehow. Why not share it with the people you care about, you know, in that but moment? You you know the second paycheck went it's all yours me. oh fuck that i went to buy my f- <laughs> first pair of jordans ever do you remember what pair of jordans no hell no did i help you with those it pair was of like jordans? <laughs> it was some bootleg jordans it wasn't like any of the numbered jordans it was just some oh. bootleg one that i thought was cool and was cheaper obviously mm-hmm. i wasn't making a lot of money and jordans were expensive oh yeah oh yeah jordans till this day is pretty expensive they're getting more expensive, actually. The reselling community is crazy. The reselling community is going up and up and up. But yeah. the retail price isn't that crazy. Mm-mm. No, th- 265 I mean, 300 bucks you know? for a specific pair. Yeah. Yeah, it's pricey. Oh, yeah. But once it get, hits the open market for resellers, it goes up to thousands, 800, stuff like that. Yeah, for Jordans, they go so high. Like, it, it just sucks for people to actually genuinely want to wear them for retail price. And it just sucks. But that's not as insane as the reselling community back in the Philippines. Um, I'm not 100% sure, mm-hmm. but 
the Chanel's, the Chanel Jordans mm-hmm. are worth a house. Wait, hold on. Chanel Jordans or Dior? Oh, fuck. Dior. Oh, I mean, okay. Dior, I'm Dior. like, hold on. <laughs> I'm like, I wish it would be Chanel no, Jordans. Yeah, Dior Jordans the Dior are ones? like the price of a house. Multiple cars. <gasps> no. I think last time I saw it was over five mil. Pe- pesos. 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 Not, not dollars. <laughs> pesos. <laughs> but that's still insane. That is insane. Holy crap. And yeah, some people would... I don't know. The The Jordan name is just so high that they would pick Jordans over Asian paying commu- bills. Just in Asia in general, Jordan is like a big brand. It is. Like yeah. if you go to Japan, Jordan is such a big brand over there. And if you go to any Adidas store, some of the shoes that sell out here are sitting over there. That's so crazy, hey? I know. But like, see, those like total contrast, right? Yeah, like compared like, here. They oh. put uh, like we. I thought the premium for Jordans here was high, mm-hmm. but the premium for Jordans over there is even higher than I thought. Like I remember going to the Nike stores there too, and they're so expensive compared here when we convert. No, if you convert it, it's roughly the same price. Mm, yeah, but because we're making Canadian dollars, it doesn't seem that much more expensive. Mm-hmm. But as to someone who lives there, who's probably making a lot less than what minimum wage is here yeah that's a lot of money yeah because our minimum is like what what like 12 bucks no it's almost 11.85 so, so basically 12 bucks at that point something yeah i guess 12 bucks so but like i don't if, know what the minimum wage is back home because i don't i've never experienced that at all yeah you never worked there right and i only went there never. for vacations because it's just yeah. not normal for a student to be working back home yeah, people are weirded out if... Yeah, yeah, it's like more of like if you're working, you're... Imp- I wouldn't say impoverished, but you're less fortunate. Yeah, yeah. Like your family wasn't well off, so you have to work for them. Yeah, I'm not saying my family's rich or anything. We were okay. Mm-hmm. We lived pretty good. There's nothing insane about how we lived. It was just okay. We could spend a little here spend a little there Mm -hmm. but we couldn't just drastically buy a pair of jordans out of nowhere that's true so when you got here when i like first met you it was it was kind of crazy and don't don't take me for like being a little racist here but like you didn't have a filipino accent thank you (laughs) it was it was like i don't know it's because whenever i did not sound like this yeah no, like you, you legit didn't have any accent. Hence, I didn't think you were Filipino at first. I just grew up speaking. I mean, yeah, I grew up speaking English. The mm. TV shows I watched were English. All of them were. Mm. And as a kid, I spoke English like to my parents. And then once you start going to school is when you start speaking the native language because people you, or you talk to speak mm-hmm. the language. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of, like, made fun of for speaking English. Really? Yeah. What the heck? They're like, oh, rich kid speaks English. Oh, they would, like, tease you yeah, for and, stuff and like that. And then you'd be like, oh, I don't want to speak English anymore because I'm going to get bullied. Damn. I didn't know it was that far. Yeah, they... I wouldn't say bullied, but... You get in, teased a lot You get teased a lot for speaking, speaking English. English. So I... Damn, guys, I would have been bullied. I was forced to learn... <laughs> 
not forced to learn. I wanted to learn because obviously it's my native tongue. Uh huh. So it was like. You were like. I burped. I'm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I was like, huh? <laughs> it was nice though. Well, now I'm very happy. I'm bilingual. Mm-hmm. I speak Tagalog. I speak Tagalog and English, and then I speak two different dialects of Tagalog. Mm-hmm. Which is. Uh, I speak. Ilongo. Ilongo and Mambusaunun, but that's like another, another dialect of Ilongo. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm fortunate that my parents basically forced it upon me. Yeah, I mean that's it's it's really weird to hear that you're bilingual because you grew up here. You were born it's in not, Canada. It's not um, a usual thing. A lot of Filipinos don't teach their kids nowadays. Because I understand why. Like, if you really think about it, if you while they're growing up, right, you try to teach them your language and you also just teach them English at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. And obviously here, it's normal to put your kids in daycare. Mm-hmm. So it's really confusing because in the daycare, they're going to speak English, obviously. Right, yeah. And because they're learning, they don't really understand the difference between English and whatever you're really talking about. Mm-hmm. So once they get to daycare, it's like, what would she say? Oh, I guess. True. So I really understand why kids here don't speak English anymore because... I uh, no, not... Speak, speak, speak whatever language they speak. Oh, okay. That's, that happens like a their, lot too. Their parents' native tongue. Yeah, kind of whatever thing. their parents' native tongue is. It's just, again, most immigrant parents are working full-time jobs, working two jobs sometimes. True. So they don't have time to like teach their kids their own language and they leave them to daycares mm-hmm. and whatever whatnot. Right. So English is just a lot easier for them. That's true. But uh, again, thank you for saying I didn't have an accent. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> it's just because, yeah, again, if you're f- not even fortunate, there are some people who can speak really good English back home. Like they, like, and you. Know I hear it not. once in a while. Yeah, a lot of people. I think it's speak. also because it's our second language, technically. Technically. We were under U.S. Rules for like 15 years, I think. A long, long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. 19 something. Yeah. Over, over. During a World War Two. There you go. Oh, it was them and then the Japanese. Oh, so yeah, a century. Yeah. Century or so. Century ago. Well, it's yeah, 2021. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. So yeah, a century would I don't be know 1921. My I'm gonna sound dumb. <laughs> I'm like, it's, yeah, it's a century ago. Which is actually, yeah, it's not that long ago that. The tides have turned, which is pretty crazy to think about history. Yeah, so that's why a bunch of Filipinos speak English. That's why I feel like if any foreigner, as long as they speak English, mm-hmm. go to the Philippines, they won't have a hard time at all. You guys just get priced a little bit higher. Well, that depends. <laughs> I mean, if you guys get played. <laughs> yeah, you can get played over there because you don't know. You just yeah. got to be aware of what's going on. Yeah, you had to be careful in Baraka when we went because I had to make sure I don't speak English around anyone I kept else. telling her, I'm like, hey. Don't when, speak English. <laughs> when we're trying to negotiate a price for like certain things here, let me do the talking. Mm-hmm. They're going to catch my accent. Exactly. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I speak English as my first language. And then I learned um, Tagalog as my second um, I went to Filipino school. It used to be uh, every Sunday. And I don't think a lot of people know about it because they stopped it. They stopped the program. 
which is kind of it kind of sucks because for two hours you drop off your kid you pick them up after that two hours and they learned like a whole anthem which is crazy because that's what i did i learned <coughs> so much and then as soon as i get home i would learn ilongo because that's what my parents spoke that's actually really cool i wish they continued doing that because that'd be that'd be a really good thing for the kids who are born and raised here just to not lose the ability to talk yeah. in their parents native tongue and it's kind of it's kind of cool to just if you think about it like especially for some right like some people still have family back home mm-hmm. and it'd be nice to be able to understand yeah and, like talk to them that's in- what challenged me too when especially that i got made fun of from my own cousins for speaking english yeah they would make fun of me that I spoke English and I made fun of them that, you know, that they were speaking a different language than I was. I'm like, you can't speak English. You know, a funny <laughs> thing that happens in the Philippines, let's say to all the dudes out there, this is a fair warning it, or girls. If mm-hmm. you ever marry a Filipino and they invite you to come visit the Philippines, be wary. <laughs> Some people might not want to talk to you at all. Mm hmm. They'll avoid you at that party or they don't gathering. Want, it's not because they don't like you. It's because they're afraid of what people will say about them. There's a term that that's what it's called. Um, nosebleed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If we, if like a Filipino talking English for a long time and then they start not having the words for it, they'll go, oh, I have no more English. I'm going to start nosebleed. Sorry, sorry. I, I, I cannot. I can't talk. But yeah, yeah. Don't <laughs> take offense to if a Filipino doesn't want to talk to you. It's because they don't want to get judged by their peers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll even see it sometimes. Like, you'll go approach a group of Filipinos back home. One of them starts talking and responding to you. And you'll realize the group disperse. But they're still close by to listen and hear if that that person talking to you makes a mistake in the pronunciation of the words. Mm-hmm. And they will roast the living hell out of that person, like one one wrong pronunciation, and then once they meet up again, it's just like that's the only thing they'll talk about. I always hear perfect. <laughs> no, it's not perfect. It's perfect. Oh, sometimes they have a hard P. It depends. It's like a hard P or an F. Yeah, it's either or or like a V or a B. Oh, it's violet. <laughs> yeah, that's also very, that's very, very true. Uh, yeah. So I hear those accents a lot. But no, like, I I would really encourage people to go visit the Philippines if you have the money and the time. It's a very beautiful country. I would steer away from Manila. Mm-hmm. Same. I'd go to the beaches, um, the mountain regions. We have yet- Baguio is very beautiful. Yeah, we have yet to go to um, Palawan. We need to go to Palawan, but again, with the thing going on around this yeah, world, there's not the really pandemic. much time for travel. Yeah, yeah. But if you ever are able to travel again, um, Philippines, but specifically Boracay. Oh, yeah. Palawan and Baguio. Oh. So the first two are beaches. Mm-hmm. I've only been to Boracay. It's very, very beautiful. We've talked about it in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Baguio is the summer capital of the Philippines because oh. it's really, really hot in the Philippines. Like, right. You yeah, can yeah. attest to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it was crazy hot when we went there. I was burning within like maybe five to ten minutes of direct sun. 
And Baguio is all the way up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So it's like nice and cold, really chilly weather. Is there like cool breezes there too? It's cool breezes. Oh, what yeah, the? Oh, I've been there only once in my life and uh-huh. it's so nice. Wow. Fresh produce. Mm-hmm. Cheap too. Really? Really good coffee. Oh, I wish. Yeah, because it's crazy. Every time I went to Philippines to visit family, I never went out of the province where we're from. I just straight up stayed with family for a month that's it maybe go into the city to buy some groceries obviously but that's it literally well that's just some some immigrants who live here in canada go home to see family Mm -hmm. they're not there to visit the country they're there to see family yep they miss those people that's the people they grew up with they lived with for like majority of their life so they just want to see them one more time over and over and over again. Yeah, I literally wish that they brought me out of the house. They were, they were, there was too many like stories that freaked me out that made me stay inside the house too. Where they would say like, oh yeah, there's like monsters. <laughs> oh, trust me. It's scary. Growing up in the Philippines, it's like the scariest thing because like parents will scare you. Oh, they scared me. They told me don't play outside past 6 p.m. Because yeah. as soon as that darkness they, hit, I'm like, oh, they, okay. They don't, like, they don't talk to you nicely. Like, hey, it's time to come home. Nope. No, no. It's like, oh, come home before the monster comes to eat you. Yeah, literally. And there's different kind of, kinds of monsters. It's mm-hmm. not just one monster. It's like, there's this monster. There's this monster. There's that monster, too. Yeah. There are certain monsters that fly. There are certain monsters that transform. Is there anything here that Native Canadians would be like, told about like any like folklore that you've ever heard i honestly haven't heard any like like growing up it's just more like oh be careful you know you might you might slide on the freaking ice that's basically you know what, it you know what oh, wait 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 wait, wait. I need to <laughs> pause step back <laughs> whoa oh that was a big one. Oh well in the philippines it's superstitious to like Make your it's a superstitious stuff to make your kids like be afraid. Mm-hmm. Over here, it's like, don't go out too late. A pedophile might get you. Oh yeah, <laughs> true. Oh, maybe we shouldn't share this. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> no, we shouldn't say stuff like that. No. No, but that be like, that's hilarious, isn't it? Oh gosh. Like don't don't stay out too late. A pedophile might get you. Avoid white vans, you know. That's crazy that, like, that's how the world is now. Maybe. I remember as a kid, I used to be able to walk outside by myself. Same, actually. Like, I used to ride bikes with my friends, and we were, like, what, grade two, grade three? Right. We go all the way, like, we'd go blocks away from our house world to get candy. Changed. Yeah. And it was it's crazy, because the only thing that was, like, taken was bikes. I've lost so many bikes in my childhood. I heard that's a rampant <laughs> thing that goes goes on here a what a rampant what's that like it's occurring over and over and over oh Um, mm. oh my bad i didn't know what that was read the dictionary maybe once hold on (laughs) sorry (laughs) i was like a what i didn't hear you i try to read the dictionary as much as i can so i can speak eloquently eloquently than the oh gosh i love hamilton Okay, we're getting uh, off topic. Sorry, again. my bad. Yeah, off topic. Anyways, um, so 
back to back to where the we started topic. yeah so um when you got here yeah you got a job and everything how oh. many jobs have you gotten then including the one i have now i think i had four or five jobs dang i worked fast food mm-hmm. retail and now security i think i guess it's called security yeah i think so yeah you'd be called security i don't want to talk about my job now because i still work there and i don't want to yeah like let's know, not push it on put myself it. in <laughs> harm's way <laughs> but god damn i hate working fast food and retail oh tell me about it uh. to anyone who's ever worked fast food customers are oh my god customers are annoying as hell i I bet you it's even worse now because there's more Karens today. Because oh, I yeah. don't think there were Karens back in the day. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There were annoying people, but Karens, I don't remember Karens at all. Now they're everywhere. No matter what, whatever you do, if you're doing it right, it's still wrong. I know. And then, like, you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like, your manager will still support the customer because obviously they don't want to lose business. Yeah, exactly. Like, sometimes they're wrong. They're straight up wrong. So I used to work at a burger shop. Mm-hmm. I won't disclose. Okay. Uh, but it's a number of men. Oh. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, a place that has a similar name to a number of men. A lot of men. Yes, a number of them. Uh-huh. It's a specific number. It's I, not just a lot of them. It's yep. a specific number. But so it's burgers, right? Mm-hmm. I made this customer burger. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I serve it. A couple of minutes go by, and he comes back. And I'm like, well, there was going on. Maybe he wants like ketchup or something like that. Yeah. He goes, hey, I ordered a bacon burger. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, there's no bacon in my burger. <laughs> and I look at him, and I'm like, oh, okay, can I see your burger? He goes back to his table, brings the burger back. And the burger's a whole bite left. What? Like one left? One bite left. What the heck? In my head, this is what was going on in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, duh, there's no more bacon in your burger. You ate it all. Probably. He's just trying to get another burger out but of you But to guys. save my ass, I go, oh, okay, I'll just call my manager in real quick. Mm-hmm. And we had to give him a brand new burger. Damn. Don't do that to... And the burger at this place is, like, not cheap. Yeah, it's, like, 10 bucks. No, it's, like, 5 bucks. Okay, but, like, for... um, There's mm. 7-buck burgers. Yeah, but there's, like, double patties. Yeah, a regular burger is double Double. patty at number of men. Is there... (laughs) At number of men. (laughs) But, like, is is there, like, a triple patty, too? I guess you can add an extra patty, yeah. Goddamn. I used to work till a lot because I didn't... I don't like You like cooking? Burgers. Oh. I did fries and tail a lot. I like the fries. I love the fries there. I also, a lot of my coworkers like, had like accents. Oh. So they throw me on the tail. Oh. <laughs> They'd rather be behind, you know, like in the back making the food. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, but another funny thing about being Filipino. Mm. And this happens here... And it used to happen back home, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to get mistaken as other types of Asians. <laughs> till this day. To this day. That's true. Like, I'm working the till, and this, like, 
Asian family. I think Chinese. I, I'm pretty sure Chinese. They come up and I'm like, uh, hello, can I take your order? And they're like, they start speaking Chinese to me. And I'm like, I'm trying to listen. I, I don't want to be rude and just interrupt. Oh, right. I get I get them to finish and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not Chinese. <laughs> and they're like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I it's okay. I understand. It's happened more than once. Yeah. And this is way before the mask era anyway. So. Way before the mask yeah, era. Yeah, so everyone It's even more now with my mask on. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember when we went to um, a certain restaurant in the East End here in our city. And then... Um, we oh, went. she started speaking Chinese to us. Yeah, she started speaking to us. It was when we were going for the bill. We were yeah, at we the were paying bi- our bill, the and then this Asian restaurant, the lady working there, started speaking Chinese. Yeah, and then um, it was. I think it was close to New the, Year's. The fucked up thing was, I understand what she was trying to say. What? Which? What? She was trying to say Happy New Year. Oh, basically, yeah. And then I looked at her like, oh, thank you, you know. Like, what What else do I react to this? Like, how do I do this? And then she passed out a freaking calendar. I'm like, oh, cool. But the couple in front of us that paid before us didn't get one. What the hell? And they were of the white nature. Yeah, I was like, oh, damn, okay. I mean, <laughs> a little bonus. <laughs> Thanks for the free calendar. <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to ask for another one. <laughs> And be like, oh, I'm going to just take this to my family. I'll take one. Buy one, get one free kind of thing, you know? Bogo. But that used to happen to me frequently at work. Like, if ever I'm working till, there'd be just like a bunch of Asian families come up to me. Mm, and they would just speak to you. Oh, and then Filipinos wouldn't think I'm Filipino. Oh, I have that problem. That's they funny. go up to me and they're like, oh, they start speaking English. And then some of them, you can tell they're struggling to speak English. Mm-hmm. And then... I'm not going to initiate that I'm Filipino. I'm going to wait. Yep. Because I don't know. I, I think it's funny. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just, at the very end, I'll just be like, Salamat po. And that's the thank you mm-hmm. in Filipino, in Tagalog. In Tagalog, yeah. And they're going to be like, what the hell? You made the struggle and speak English. <laughs> that's what happens today. And they'll even come up to me and be like, oh, I thought you were Chinese. For me, honestly, it all depends on how nice they were to me. Because I work retail. So it all depends. Here, Here's the thing. If you're nice and polite to me and you ask for certain sizes, like, yeah, sure, I'll help you out. But the moment you say shit like, I need this, give this to me. Hey, I want this, I want this shoe. Um, I, I would just wait for a little um, please and thank you or like, oh, can I kindly grab this? Like, no. I'm not helping you at this point. I don't want to help you anymore. There's there's complete rudeness in this ad, in this person. Oh, those are the worst things about working retail, yeah. fast food, it's any demanding. like customer service. Yeah, it, I hate when they're so demanding. But the one time you get a really good customer, it really makes your day so much better. Oh yeah, it's crazy because one person can ruin your whole day, but at the same time, one person can make your whole day amazing. Exactly. Which is and, crazy. I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like everyone should experience working a customer service job. Yeah, like you, you'll know how to empathize. Yeah, you should. You can empathize with the employees because yeah. they, whatever the company did wrong to you, does not reflect upon their employees. Mm-mm. Their employees do their job, and that's it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And you could force that some that person to lose their job because they can't handle. 
the amount of stress you put them under. They it hurts. They're it really not does. getting paid a lot of money. Mm-mm. They're getting paid just enough. That minimum wage. Every and that's not even enough sometimes. Yeah, it's not. Like I know some retail jobs have commission, which is so not helpful. every retail job. Not anymore. Especially now. <laughs> yeah. But no, no. I feel like everyone should experience working that type of job. Mm-hmm. So you can understand what it feels to be in that position. Mm-hmm. And then when you do, like, move up from that spot, you can you can treat your retail employees, your those people with much more respect. Yeah. As what I see now, especially with, like, all these Karens running around the world right now. Literally, yeah. Like, if you, if you need a size in something, ask one of us. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to hurt one of us. We want you to ask us what if you need help but don't be rude about it no be like you know just just be nice about it you don't have to be so like sassy no attitude i'm here to help you i'm here to grab whatever you need if you need a certain thing i'll try to find it for you you know it's 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 a back and forth kind of thing you give me a nice polite um greeting i'll give you great service you know what i mean if you're rude to me, get out of my store. <laughs> that's that's how I, I put it, honestly. I mean, it's really hard though, right? I feel like if you're having a bad day, you're not supposed to like put it onto other people. Mm. Like keep it to yourself. Yeah, like, please. You can't be up in a pissy mood, go to work, and just be grumpy at everybody. Yeah, don't Same take it out. Same goes to being like you're in a pissy mood. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to talk to people, don't go out. Yeah, exactly. That's just true. Stay at home. Go out when you're in a better mood. Mm. Or be as plastic as possible. Oh, yeah. Don't fight in public. Don't get angry. Mm-hmm. I would public. take that. I'll, take it home. Yeah, I'd rather you be plastic to me than, than just completely pissy at me. Keep that shit to yourself, please. But, like... Ugh. But, yeah, just working... I mean, working different jobs gives you a different type of experience and situations that you just have to deal with. hmm And I feel like everyone should be able to experience that stuff. Yeah. Especially because it's just... I think it's a part of life to be able to be put in situations and... Try to figure out what your fight and flight is. I, p- I feel like it ke- it makes individuals strong. Like I f- it, it gives you a thick it gives you it gives you thick skin. Yeah, it really does. Like when I first started retail, I was I think sixteen. I was sixteen when I started retail, and I remember this one customer yelled at me for a size, and I couldn't help that person. I just didn't have the shoe, but they demanded it over and over at a, at the point or to the point where. They would ask for the manager. And I was just sad. I was on the verge of crying at that point. Because I'm like, I've never had someone that I don't know yell at me. And I can't do anything for them. But they demand my help. And they demand that item now. And I'm like, what the hell is this? What What is this? You know? Yeah, again, right? If you really think about it, it wasn't your fault. Yeah. It was the store that... It's the store's fault. Because they... Not even the store's fault. They just didn't have the shoe. Yeah, we just didn't have the item. Like... I, I'm trying my best and it just sucked at that moment. But it but from that moment I learned that oh, I just can't be a little bitch about this, you know? So from that I grew and now if you yell at me, I just tell you to walk out. I don't need your business at this point. 
because I don't need your attitude in my store. You're at this point I'm with one of the higher seniorities of my with my employees, my coworkers. So I have to help everyone under me at this point. And I don't want anyone to yell at them because I know how it feels being new in retail and getting all these people asking questions that I couldn't answer at the time. So I'm like, you know, I, I got to be them for th- got to be there for them, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's a good thing for you to do to like help the people who just started working retail because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a completely different monster. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. my God, I made that sound. <laughs> it's a completely different monster than any other job. Yeah, it is. these customers demand a lot from you. And you're right <laughs> yeah. there, and there's nothing you can do to... Face-to-face, hey. Yeah. To get away from it. It's, like, it, at fast yeah. food, if you're working the line, never see you. Yep, yep. They'll yell at the servers, but the server can come into the kitchen and avoid all of that. Oh, exactly. But with retail, you're face to face. You hand items directly into their hands. It's it's more. It also depends close. on what kind of manager you have. Exactly. If your manager is also a douchebag, mm-hmm. it's it's the worst experience ever. Yeah, I love my manager. I have one of the best managers I've ever had. I mean, it really is incompetency sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like a manager should be able to handle a lot of stress because you're the person that manage upper management will rant to. And your employees will also run too. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like, as a manager, you should be able to handle upper management and, like, your employees. Yeah, because they're the ones that build up the whole environment of the store. They hold up the employees. They hold up the store. They keep everyone intact, and it it's beautiful. I love it. Because once you have a shitty manager, everything is just downhill at that point. It really is, because then the employees don't want to work for you. They're mm-hmm. not going to try their best. Yep. Exactly. And upper management just going to make things worse for you after that. Yep. Yep. Oh, but like working working retail, I've moved on to working for like the hospital at one point in my life. And there it's like a big deal sometimes for like tattoos and piercings sometimes. Like I've seen nurses with a full sleeve of tattoos, but then some nurses are so judgmental onto that because they're... It all depends on your occupation, honestly. Um, I don't think it's occupational anymore. I think back in the day it was. I think back in the day it really mattered what your job was. And that could affect whether or not you can or can't get a tattoo. Mm -hmm. But nowadays I feel like it's generational. I guess. Well, back like maybe 10 years ago, right? Maybe... uh, yeah, About maybe 10, 10 years? years ago, it was, like, really hard to get a job. No. A lot of people I feel like hide in the tattoos. Philippines, probably, it was like that. Oh, yeah. It, not so much today, I don't know, because I don't live there anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, tattoos are taboo. Well, most Asian countries are very, like, tattoo's not good. Tattoo is for gangsters. Tattoo is for people who are criminals, who go to prison, and whatever, whatnot. That's what my parents told me, too. Yeah. Where tattoos are bad. But yeah, again, it's like generational, right? Your mm-hmm. parents are in the older generation. Mm-hmm. They're in their 60s. Yeah. And back in the day, that's just like taboo as hell. Mm-hmm. As to my parents, my parents are in their late 40s, early 50s. Mm-hmm. And tattoos are like okay at that point. Yeah. So I think tattoos, piercing, stuff like that is very generational. Mm-hmm. 
I love tattoos. I have four, five, I think now. Mom. Very. Oh, it's it's the best thing. I don't regret any of my tattoos. I only have three. I'm getting more soon. My tattoos are great. They're a sign of. They're a symbol of expression. Yeah, it's a way to express yourself without words. Literally. Unless you get tattooed, like, words on your arm or body, but, like, otherwise. <laughs> yeah, but tattoos should not hinder any job opportunities anymore. Mm-mm. I think at this point, anymore. Back then, the only people with tattoos were, like, tattoo artists themselves. True, true. Barbers, because they have a... They have their own... They're, like, comfortable. Yep. And they typically are, like, run by, like, a small barber shop, so... Like, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. their boss probably has tattoos, too. Yeah, like, it's normal in that kind of environment. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, back in the day, it was, like, specific people had tattoos. It's not just anybody and everybody. Mm-mm. No. Which I think is actually great that now that anyone can get a tattoo. Yeah, I like. I kind of like it because that means everyone's self-expressing. And it doesn't affect, like, any job opportunities mm-hmm. that you could get. Unless your tattoo is kind of offensive. I oh, yeah, yeah. That. No offensive tattoos. No yeah. swastikas and stuff like that. <laughs> I would I would hide that. Yeah. What do you mean? For, like, Don't ever get that. I, I mean, like, oh, okay, not that intense. But, like, if you if you have a tattoo that says, fuck you, obviously I'm going to hide that. Again, like, <laughs> get a tattoo. Getting a tattoo is like drinking. Do it responsibly. True. Very true. Yeah. Wait, what's the age to get a tattoo here? 18? 18 without parents, 16 with, with parent signature. And the oh. parent has to be there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Okay. Yeah, because I got my tattoo when But I then was, again, like, there are underground tattoo artists that just do it. Like a friend will be like, oh, I'm trying to learn how to do tattoos. Do you want a free one? Yeah, that's crazy. I would never do that. I mean, you know, when you're young, dumb, Mm-mm. and broke, and you wanted tattoos, you do it. No matter... It, even if you mentioned free, I am not getting that unless I see your full portfolio. I want to see what you can do. That's really hard to say for someone who really wants tattoos, has no money, and has a friend. Well, okay, depends on your tattoo. Are I, you getting like a, a some like a tree? Are you getting what some scripture? I don't know. You know, like but like it's <laughs> it's like for me. I used to get free haircuts for my friend. Oh, okay. Because it was story. free. Yeah. Haircuts are... Okay. Haircuts are expensive. Mm-hmm. For males. Here, are, it's really expensive. <laughs> Back home in the Philippines, is like two bucks. Ah, uh, true. And you get a hot towel and a massage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Over here, two bucks and you go, ain't gonna get you shit. It's not even gonna get you a snip from your bangs. Mm-hmm. Two bucks is a tip. Not even. No, I mean like like a tip to the barber. Like here. Not even. <laughs> Depends on where you go. Oh, I guess. I really enjoy going to a nice barbershop. Like, a really nice one. I found this new barbershop that serves alcohol. Oh, oh it's downtown? Yeah. It's so good. It's really nice. It's, so, it's really nice in there. Vintage look. And they have I love doggies. It. I'm, I'm going back there, for sure. They have doggies. Well, I, I do really urge people, like, if you do get haircuts, go to your local barber. Yeah, support, you know. Especially in these times, go to your local barber because they, they built the city technically, if you really think about it. And it's just a great way to s- support people who are doing their hustle. Like, I mean, like, imagine they built it from the bottom up. Yeah, and 
most of the time those are the people who have really really good barbers oh yeah they're talented yeah because i mean they don't want to go work at a multi-million dollar company that's gonna pay them barely any money for the skills that they have Mm -hmm. they'd rather work for a smaller business that's okay it's gonna charge you a lot more per haircut but but they're so much better oh yeah i've seen it because you've done and i feel like the experience is so much better too everybody like everybody's super nice they Mm -hmm. talk to you even if you're not their client yeah like even if you you were a new client i was a new client and everybody there was talking to me they were trying to like get to know me Mm -hmm. it just felt great i i felt welcome which is good which is what should happen unlike to other barbershops it's just like oh you're a customer all right come in yeah true what do you want today Mm mm-hmm Okay, are we just... What the hell's going on? Oh, I I just had a breather there for a moment. Sorry. But no, I really appreciate a really good barbershop. Same with tattoos. Mm-hmm. It's really nice to have a rapport with your tattoo artist because they understand what you want and you understand what they want. That's true. Yeah, I like my tattoo artist. I love my tattoo artist. Yeah. Like, I, I feel comfortable where I'm like, okay, yeah, yes, do do what I what you need to do. At this point, do you talk to your tattoo artist when they, when they're? It depends. I, I specifically don't try to initiate like a super long conversation because I like it when they're focused. Oh, true. I'll talk to them when I get there. Ah. Like when I'm there, I'm like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen you in a while. Blah blah blah. Right. Like, how are you doing? Just talking about regular stuff as they're setting up and showing you the piece. Mm-hmm. And once the they're ready to go, I pop in a headphone just one headphone so i can like listen to music listen to music my right. podcast or stuff like that mm-hmm. and then have them focus on the on the tattoo oh okay yeah i usually like ask questions once in a while because sometimes you get a little uncomfortable some people don't like awkward silence and i'm kind of like that one person and that's perfectly fine like i ask once in a while like oh is it okay or like hey can i take a break because then, you know, sometimes they're really focused and they'll they'll cut you off. But I'll, my artist literally says, okay, sure, yeah. Let's take a five. Let's take That's a ten. That's perfectly fine. It's yeah. like, it's all up to you and how you feel comfortable over there. Yeah, and if you guys are getting a tattoo, make sure you fully, like, check out their whole... Yeah, you have to look at the artist. Don't just yeah. go to an artist because everyone's like, oh, yeah, you should go to this guy. You should go to this guy. Yeah. Out of recommendations, yeah, look into it, but don't fully like go into that right away make sure that the artist you're going to is in the style you want yeah a lot of people have different styles like a lot of people like gray and black no color and you might want a color one but you don't you just know? don't go to the artist who specifically says i'm a black and gray artist yeah exactly or That's an artist that does um what's it called um watercolor yeah that's another style yeah it's it's like okay a lot of people are like if you're a tattoo artist you should be able to do everything no you don't go to a sculptor and ask them to paint you something exactly. you don't go to a painter to ask the sculpt something yeah it's professionalism it's like okay i want this and this is what i'm really good at maybe mm-hmm. professionalism isn't the right way expert expertise yeah. I take back professionalism. I'm saying expertise. <laughs> expertise in a certain style. Yeah. If a person wants to focus solely on American traditional tattoos, mm-hmm. 
he can do that and he could be the best American traditional tattoo. Oh, yeah. For sure. Tattoo artist. And you go to him specifically for American traditional tattoos. Mm-hmm. And that's great. But you don't go to him for a Japanese piece. Yeah. Like, he'll probably recommend someone else, too. Yes. And here's my thing. A good tattoo artist will tell you no, and that's not my style. Yeah. That's when you know your tattoo artist is really good is because they're willing to say no to a client mm-hmm. because they know it's not the style that fits them. Exactly. And they'll recommend you. They like competition. They enjoy that there are other artists out yeah. there who are doing a good job because it helps promote the art. It's challenges. They like going through that. They like doing new art too. And tattoo so. is a work of art. Yes. Yes, it's expensive. I totally agree because I've been to the Philippines where it's cheap, cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got one there. <laughs> you can find a good artist in the Philippines and it's cheap, cheap. Mm-hmm. And some of them are still really good. They're really, really good. But it's, again, accustomed to the situation you're in. Mm-hmm. In the Philippines, everything to, to, in, in, uh, in terms of supplies is cheaper than it is here. Because, mm-hmm. like, over there, like, ink and all the other stuff is cheap. Over here, it's not that cheap. It's not as cheap as it is in the Philippines. But what you pay is what you get kind of thing sometimes yeah so like yeah be willing to spend a little bit of money because if you spend like a hundred bucks on a tattoo that you rush that it's just from a piece of that's just from a book it's not gonna be the same as you go into an artist who okay it's a thousand bucks but they're gonna sit with you listen to what you want and then they'll make the design and tweak it every single time you want something tweaked yeah they'll make it to what you want and not what they want unless that's what you fully want you want the artist's style you want their creation yeah go for it i advocate for tattoos i love tattoos i feel like if you want one go get one mm-hmm. honestly but always make sure to go to the right tattoo artist to not get a bad experience for me i don't think you should rush tattoos either think about it let it sit no i feel like everyone should have a stupid tattoo okay but what Everyone if- should have one dumb tattoo. <laughs> I think that's just like a... I don't know if it's... I consider it a rite of passage. I just feel like every single person who we'll has tattoos one. should have a dumb tattoo. I guess. True. I'm looking for a dumb tattoo. What do you mean you're looking for one? You're not going to think of one out of the blue? Yeah. Like, that's what I mean when I'm looking for oh. a dumb tattoo. I just want one of these days to maybe get pissed out, pissed ass drunk. And just go, you know what would be funny? If I got this as a tattoo. And then you get it. And I get it. <laughs> as long as it's not in the area of your face. <laughs> yeah, 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 no face tattoos. <laughs> I do not advocate for face tattoos. Never, uh, I never will. Mm-hmm. Rappers are okay to have face tattoos because they have money. They, ha- yeah, they have their, their career. career. Yep. If you do not have a career, don't do anything that jeopardizes that. Yeah, don't do anything stupid. If you're if you're gonna apply for a job, don't get anything stupid on your face, please. Yeah, don't ever. <laughs> but like I mean, yeah, tattoos are dependent. Uh, like the price is dependent on the artist. If the artist has been working as a tattoo artist for years, the amount of time that they put into that craft should be considered in the price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure tattoo artists won't charge you a ridiculous amount if their art isn't that great. True. Their price grows as much as their detailing grows. As they grows. do. Yeah. That's, it's, that's it the It just makes sense. It's normal. 
at a job you've been working at. Each year you work there, your salary and wage go up. Go, yeah, exactly. Because you're more experienced than you were when you first started. Exactly. That's the same for tattoo artists, barbers, all of those people. They have every right to fix their price the way they want to, mm-hmm. especially if they've been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with pricing and everything, don't... don't And also, don't, don't ask the price right away. Yeah, don't. If you Ask have a, for like a general idea, but don't go, how much is that going to be? Yeah, like if you have a budget, let them know of your budget. Yeah, because then they'll they'll form the tattoo into your budget. Yeah. Let's say your budget is 600 bucks, but you want like, you want a specific thing. Yeah. They'll try to make it smaller so that it's it fits more in your budget or bigger with less details. Mm-hmm. Or they can cut it into sessions where you're like, oh, yeah, I can pay for this now, but can I continue it later on? Exactly. They'll, they they'll could do, do that it. too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all up to you because you're their client, you know? It's your choice. You can you can look for a different client for a second session if you want, but, like, obviously I wouldn't. <laughs> but, no, it's just, again, guys, tattoos are a very important decision to be made. It's permanent, Don't guys. Don't make it lately because, yeah, like Jovi said, it's permanent. Yeah. But, like, it's it's a fun experience. Don't Don't, like... If you always wanted to ta- a tattoo and you're, like, second-guessing yourself, just do it. Mm-hmm. In the Philippines and most Asian countries, they've started to accept it more. So anyone out there who have immigrant parents who are afraid, just know that it's a lot more accepted now than it was before. Very true. But, hey, there's a lot of really dope artists in the Philippines. Oh, yeah, like, the one we went to, honestly. They're pretty good. They're really, really good. So we went to the one that's in Boracay. Yeah. And it was like across of our um, hotel, hotel room, uh, or hotel, I guess, not the room. Um, yeah, this guy won competitions. He traveled around, to and it's cheap. Do it because yeah. again, the materials and all the equipment there are cheaper than it is here. Yeah, yeah, and I like his art. It was pretty cool. But no, tattoos are really good. Are good if you want them, go do it. Don't be afraid to do it. You know, you you li- only live. You only live once, so YOLO. But if you don't want to, we're not forcing you. Holy crap, how long ago was YOLO made? I don't know. I don't think YOLO's even... I don't think anyone even uses that That's crazy. I actually remembered it when I was like, oh, you only live once. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So funny. Oh, man. But, like, from back back in, like, the 2000s till now, the styles, like, clothing-wise, has changed drastically. Oh, yeah. It's the same as tattoos. It's just like a generational thing. Yeah, it's it's. Remember from... tattoos that were like tribal cross. Yeah, stuff? yeah. It's hilarious looking at it now. <laughs> but like in terms of fashion, like have you seen like the '90s style coming back into play? Oh, scrunchies are coming back into play already. Cor- cor- what do you? How do you even say that? Corduroy. Corduroy. I can't say that. It's oh, ugh, I hate that word. Ugh. Oh, but in terms of all, uh, in terms of like fashion and whatever, whatnot, mm-hmm. it's also a big game changer since I moved here. Mm-hmm. That no one really cares what you wear here. Here, where we're yeah, from, you can just wear where you want, and no one will judge you. You can wear sweats all day, every day. I guess true. And no one's gonna say nothing. Mm-hmm. But back home in the Philippines and most Asian countries, it's like it's dressed and press every day. Yeah, if you get caught wearing that, you're like. You're going to be the talk of the town kind of thing. Not even the talk of the town, the talk of, like, 
the people who are into that and there's a lot of people who are into the fashion world well, i mean if you're in school right and you get oh, seen yeah. in public well no in this another another difference is like back home schools have uniforms oh right over here there's no uniform only specific schools have uniform mm-hmm. yeah there's no uniform here actually it saves a lot of money to have a uniform it does and and time getting ready for school because frick man i hate i hated picking my outfit every day i liked it i enjoyed it a lot well for you because you had uniforms your whole no 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 here when oh, i here? went to school here i enjoyed dressing up yeah but imagine doing day. it for 12 years straight basically i guess but i well, really enjoy clothing mm, i guess i enjoy any form of expression mm. i enjoy tattoos piercings and clothing because it's a means of me expressing myself that's true and your style is completely different from mine i've i've had so many different styles that i don't even remember well everyone has their phase right it's not just a phase mom it's a lifestyle exactly (laughs) no like uh i used to wear like those bell bottoms kind of thing as a kid too which is crazy yeah but like um what what else is there bell bottoms scrunchies oh um the certain button-up crop tops are also getting into style for girls oh for for girls for girls i feel like the best thing that's come out of the 90s that's coming back today is the old school vintage windbreakers oh i really like those though they look so cool but then oh Yo, I, I like, really like it. I really like the vintage coming back. Vintage style has always been like, I think it's always been cool. I know. But it comes and go. goes. I feel like goes. It, it should be endless. For vintage. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't know. I kind of like the mixture of modern and vintage together. Like, I like high-waisted jeans. They look so good. It used to be the low waist. And you would show your belly with crop tops. And, eh. I don't know. It no. also used to show your panty. Oh yeah, your your tramp stamp area in yeah. the back. Oh, remember tramp stamp? Ew! Oh my god! I hope no one gets that. Please don't get if, any of those. If it's a really cool looking tramp stamp, I don't think it's bad. Okay, but if you get like a no, don't do the old school nineties two thousands tramp stamp. Don't get your ex's name on there, basically. Don't ever get someone's name on there unless it's your kid. Oh, I oh that's cute, but like. Why would Unless you put it's on your, your parents or your kid. If it's like your significant other, don't ever get their name tattooed on any part of your body. But you know why it's called a tramp stamp. I know why it's called a tramp stamp and we do not want to get into that. Okay. You should not get into that, yeah. We should not get into that. <laughs> but I think that's all the time we have for now. Yeah. We can talk about a lot more stuff in the next coming episodes. Thank you all for tuning in to the Needless Opinions podcast. Thank you so much. See you guys.